Okay, Jacob, before we begin today's episode, we do need to discuss whether or not we're keeping D-Lit around. I completely agree with that. Are you ready to go over this, D-Lit? <laughs> All right, so the way I see it, there are three criteria we need to focus on. First, how she's done as producer. Your thoughts, Jacob? Well, the episodes have been turning out pretty good. The recording sessions have been running pretty smooth. Minus the live stream glitches, I'm fine with her currently. Agreed. Secondly, what about the portals into the worlds of the movies? Outside of some technical hiccups that, to be fair, couldn't be foreseen, that was fun and I think provides some insight into the movie we couldn't get otherwise. I agree, but the use of technical hiccups? <laughs> Overall, agreed. Anyway, that just leaves the third issue. Which means I do need to ask you a question, Dlit. Who are you? <laughs> you know, who are you? What's your backstory? Why did you come to us? Dlit, we know next to nothing about you or while you're here. What can you tell us about you? <laughs> you don't know? <laughs> your earliest memory is waking up here in Studio B? <laughs> That's strange. And you have no idea where you came from. And you just wanted to be of some help, huh? She seems legitimate. Agreed. What do you think of keeping her around on a trial basis? Isn't that just going to delay the issue here? Well, yeah, but we agreed that we both liked how she produced the show and you know, the portals were nice. Yeah. And the issue of us not knowing her past, well... She doesn't know that either. Mm -hmm. As Christians, can we really just abandon her to deal with this herself? You would play that card. But you're right. Besides, two out of three isn't bad anyway. You know what? I agree. Deedlet, welcome to the team. And on that note, we need to get started. You ready, Jacob? Like OSA, let's kick this pig. Deedlet, are you ready? Then drop that theme music and we'll head towards the future. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man that, well, despite the fact that it's the end of the world and we know it, he feels fine. Welcome, Jacob. Rhea, where's the bar? <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our, our, our co-host. A man who is so excited that this film franchise is finally over. <laughs> Is For it, now. Is it really? Welcome, Drew. I mean, eventually, I'm sure we're going to get Digimon Adventure Quad. <laughs> there are rumors they are going to do the second season and uh, Tamers. How are you going to get Tamers to work in this format? Is I have no idea. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, we do need to touch on this week's trivia question before we get too far Indeed. into this. All right, so trivia for this week's was a simple question. Who is your favorite Digimon and why? Jacob, what is, who is your favorite Digimon? Uh, if if we're if we're sticking to strictly, you know, you know, season 1, season 1 of Digimon in this movie, 
Easy. Got Oman. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna confine you just to this one because some of our guests did our uh, answers. That is, that is true. Did go farther than that. So. I agree. I agree. Uh, oh gosh, that would probably be probably if 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 I had a tie, it would probably be like Gilmon from Tamers and Gatomon. I can see you liking Gilmon actually. Yeah, you have you are very similar. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I walk don't, out the front I door. I don't mean exactly. I mean, you have the same temperament. Okay. That's all I meant. Ch- childlike wonder? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> it really is all I meant by that. Wow. Uh, I am actually going to go with one you hadn't thought of. Okay. Wormmon. I do like Wormon. Wormon was a really cool Wormon character. Wormon is, is a good one. He was very, even with all the crap the Digimon Emperor put him through before right. he turned back into Ken? Yeah. Ken, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't think of the guy's name for a right. second. Um, I mean, they only said his name seven times in this entire <laughs> six-part trilo- uh, True. saga. But uh, I like Wormon for two reasons. A, he's very loyal. Incredibly loyal. loyal. And mm-hmm. Secondly... I like that his uh, the next one's champion, right? I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, yeah, his champion level Digivolution is Stingmon. Yeah, who is based off Common Rider. That makes sense. <laughs> that and totally like, makes sense for I, you. <laughs> it, well, here's the thing: when you look at this, we are dealing with essentially kaiju fight the television show. Agreed. That's a lot of what this is. In fact, they, this delivers better kaiju fights than Power Rangers does, or for that matter, any other sort of stuff, just because we they can do more with this. Agreed. Um, so the fact that you do have one that's actually based right off Common Rider to the fact that he actually looks like Common Rider. He does. A lot. The original Common Rider. Right. Or at least follows the same motif. I, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, Wormmon's kind of awesome. Yeah, I would agree. But going into our going into the answers... Uh, I don't know why this does it weirdly. Okay. Uh, the bottom. Okay. So Josh Adams stated that he likes Patamon because he always thought he was cute and sweet. Plus, Angemon is an awesome Digivolution. True. Uh, Stephanie Russell also said Guillemon was always her favorite. Adorable little dino who didn't know how the world works and was still a sweetie. Maybe that's why I just think Oh my gosh. <laughs> Innocent naive. Moving right along. <laughs> and then uh And then uh, B Sheffield said uh well she said she liked Godomon uh Godomon because of Angewoman. Yeah. Or Angemon. Yeah. And then I had to double check that she meant Godomon we cut since Gatomon turned into Angie Woman. Yeah. And I still don't know where I found this awesome gif of Gatomon digivolving into Angie Woman and back. Yeah. But it's still kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then she says, uh, yeah, she typed Patamon, was thinking of Angemon, but meant Angie Woman. So, yes, Gatomon. Or Diaboromon, definitely the creepiest bad guy to me. Okay. Then right. you responded saying that Gatomon was one of your favorite anime cats. Yeah. And then, of course, Gigi. Yeah. Who we all know is best cat. Yeah. I think Gatomon to me is probably like second 
Like is like it's almost like a tie almost for those two characters. Yeah. Though the Baron later this year may put up a good fight. That is true. The Baron is a you know a suave, debonair, I, awesome cat. I believe Cat Returns is in uh our uh Miyazaki month this year. But what? I needed to I have not checked to see what the next couple movies are, so yeah. Keep that on the back burner. Anyway, while that's going, Jacob, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a busy day. It's been a busy week. Uh, we had a a conference at our church, which we were both there, and we both ran a camera for five hours. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That wears you out pretty good. It does. And nine-tenths of the reason why the episode, last week's episode, didn't come out until yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because I was wore out. That is completely understandable. Uh, I had a little car issue on uh, Sunday. My battery died. Uh-huh. Uh, so I got this good friend of mine to give me a ride to church. And literally, literally, the way this happened was, my alarm goes off at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I shut it off. You know how I am in the morning. Yeah. I'm not a happy camper. <laughs> Not, I'm not mad or anything. I'm just, I'm grumpy in the morning. It's just how I am. Right. Till I've, you know, had a chance to, you know, get going. Mm-hmm. I don't have to depend on caffeine for that, though, but probably because I've never done that in my life. <laughs> so that's one area I'm not dependent on caffeine. Anyway, and I, before I even have a chance to be cognizant yet, <laughs> I get a text message from Jacob that says, hey, you up? To which I respond, <laughs> technically... <laughs> And while I was waiting for you to respond, I happened to go to Facebook and saw your post about, you know, your car being dead. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, oh, you need help. You need me to drive you down to Walmart because that's my first thought of where to buy a battery. Yeah. He said, no, just see if we can get it to jump and we'll see and we'll go from there. And we couldn't get it to jump. No, couldn't I get it to jump? So, so he so so, it was nice enough to drive you to church. Yes. And then I had a very interesting family family gathering. We got new plans for our phones. Uh, I got a new phone, which is awesome. Uh, it's very and, much a, a very nice update. You worry, for my you worry me without having a case on that thing. Oh yes, believe me. I, <laughs> this thing that the the new case will not come in until I believe I think this Thursday or the second of next month. Oh fun! Yeah, so I, I'm being my due diligence to be very careful with this thing. <laughs> is it at least like an otter box or something like that? Yeah, it's an otter. It's a it's awesome. a it's a faux otter box, but well, I as I, well I was thinking it's like that style this is mm-hmm. like like this where you know if you drop it you're you're not out a thousand dollar telephone right exactly but anyway yeah so that has been uh work has been like usual work is always kind of the it's work it's work yeah. like usual is and uh yeah uh we we've actually been discussing a few things with the the future of the podcast and a few, a few things and, we're going to work on and i'm gonna go ahead and announce this because this is pretty much going to happen this Friday, it will not be live, but me mm. and Jacob will be recording our reactions for Encanto, or Encanto, or Chimmy Chubby Cabra, or however it's pronounced. <laughs> and Dallas is going to be excited when he hears that. <laughs> if he hears it before we release Encanto, however you say it. Yeah. I mean, he's not in chat tonight. What can I say? Of course, that's because he's on his own stream right now, streaming something. It is Geek Devotion's. Pl- uh, sp- I keep wanting to say Spray and Pray. That is not the name of his spray thing. Spray and Pray. It's Pray and Play. Play. But it's. I heard. I've heard Spray and Pray in the past so many times that that's where my brain goes. But anyway. Yeah. 
that's that that plan. All right. So yeah, that has been my week in a nutshell. Uh, my week, like you, I was running the camera for five hours mm-hmm. at the conference. That was fun. Uh, I have been getting overtime yeah. last couple week, uh, last uh, last week, and looks and definitely this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I've just been tired at the end of the day. <laughs> um. But I've and then Sunday I got a little bit of bad news, but you know nothing too serious to talk about on here, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just been a week. Yeah, get right down to it. Uh, what have you been watching since Friday? <laughs> since Friday, okay. So what have I been watching? Uh, I this was a movie I had watched years ago, and. Correction, I've, I've watched these both of these films bear, uh, in the past. Uh, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, mm-hmm. the extended cut, and that was fun. I have not watched the animated one, uh, but I've seen, of course, Street Fighter, the movie, three or four times. And, and, and on the Blu-ray of. Yeah. Any Anytime I think of you know Street Fighter, the movie, I just start giggling for some reason. Oh, I get the same <laughs> phrase in my head. Ming Na Wen tied up on this uh, in the room. She just having told this horrible story about how her father died when M Bison had tore through her her village, mm-hmm. and M Bison just says, "See, that's the th- that's the thing. For you, the day M Bison uh, greet uh, visited your village, it was the greatest day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday." <laughs> and it's my favorite line in the whole thing because it's like. You know what? To some degree, that's true. I agree. But when when I think M. Bison, I think larger than life character that you know could you topple him out if he wanted to. And the all Julia is not that. No, Val, yeah, he was little guy. But either way, that's just the first I mean, thing he, I ever think of when I mean, Street the, Fighter the other role, or the over the top acting in that film. Oh yes. Boy, gosh. And how very little it has to actually do with the Street Fighter, the Street Fighter video game. The, this movie actually does have more to do yeah. with the film, yeah, because it has more cameos from other other characters. It's not Jean Jean Claude Van Damme as um, Guile, yeah, as Guile or as Captain Guile, and or Ming Na Wen as Chun Li, yeah. Ch- Chun Li has an amazing or, fight, or a Hawaiian actor playing uh, C uh, Honda, C Honda, yeah, you know. The, the Chinese sumo wrestler. Oh, yeah. But he's Hawaiian. <laughs> Not Chinese. He is Japanese. He is Japanese. Japanese because it's yeah. Chun-Li that's Chinese. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Got him backwards. So, yeah, I watched that. And then immediately after, there was another movie I'd watched years ago called Fatal Fury, the movie. That's also animated based off a, a fighting video game. game. I, a remember fighting the, game. I remember the game. I remember Fatal Fury 4, I think. Hmm. I think so, that's the one that was on GameCube. But anyway. Ah. Uh, so I remember watching this and it's like, wow. Like animation wise, it's pretty good. And like it's pretty good action wise, whole bit. It's like like whenever people start talking about like the serious parts of the film, they automatically start talking about a, like a like a fighting stance. I'm like, okay, this is definitely a fighting film. Yeah. Uh animation wise would be like it was one of those like, wow, okay, I'm kind of inspired you know, artistically with this. And it's like, okay. So I rewatched that and it's like, okay, it's still, it's 
pretty good. I, I want to watch it on you know a Blu-ray, a Blu-ray at some point. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they ever get around to doing that, I don't know if they will. Well, Christian, they do have that. No, there again, I misspoke on that. Yeah. Um, but I would love to, like some point to actually get a physical copy of this film and also Street Fighter Two, uh, the movie. But other than that, that is all I've been watching. What have you been watching? Well, what I have been watching. I just started going through these uh, the second. Okay, so here's the thing. I've been watching Common Writer, as you know. Mm-hmm. The first thirteen episodes features of uh, one guy playing uh, 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 Fujioka. That's his name. Mm. Playing uh, Takeshi Hongo, the first Common Writer. Yeah. At some point, Fujioka got injured because he was not only playing, you know, the human character. Mm-hmm. He was also the guy in the suit mm. and you know, doing all the stunt work. Yeah. And he was also the singer of the, th- of the original theme song. And apparently at some point, and I think it must have been around like episode 10 or 11, because that's when that you can definitely see some stock footage being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Fujioka got injured Mm. pretty badly to the point where he would not reappear on the show until episode 40 something. Wow. So they got a new guy and they changed like all the stuff around. Bear in mind, this is a show from the seventies, but uh, I can't, I don't know the actor's name yet, but but the character's name is uh, Hayato. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't really know if I like him or not, but the, the way the stories are, you can definitely tell there's more money now being put into the show. Yeah. I mean, there's, in the first 13, they did not even know a good way to show the monsters getting killed or the people dying from the monsters' attacks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they would just, uh, they'd, they'd show the guy fall on the ground and then the scene would automatically do a cut frame to like a pile of foam in the general shape of the guy that would then be played in reverse to make it look like it was being sucked down into the ground. When obviously it was being pushed up through a pipe before and somehow tur- was the general shape of the guy. Yeah. There's one, the, the most ridiculous one. The way the death happened, when the guy fell on the ground, the ground suddenly turns red because shifting where it was just a cut. Yeah. It, and it's, uh, it, it's, looks like a set of white marbles on a string that are in the outline of the guy on this red background. Okay. And they just pull the string so that and to make all the marbles kind of just go away. And that's to let you know that random uh, shocker grunt number 23 is dead. <laughs> okay. It is weird. That is weird. Because <laughs> it was cheap. Because <laughs> they couldn't actually use explosions yet. But now they're getting to where they can do some stuff like that and have and, and you know have a better production value, right? So I've it's been a wild and wacky time on that show. All right, and like we said, we I just said we just went got started with uh, the second guy, uh, who's well he will play Common Rider two as is his actual name, all throughout the rest of the ninety eight episodes. Okay, of Common Rider season one, <laughs> and then. The other guy's going to show back up sometime in the somewhere in the forties, and they're going to be fighting together against the evil organization of Shocker. Mm, yep. But in the 2's fir- first one, he they fought 
a uh, monster based off a cactus who was running Shocker's operation in Mexico and was actually doing fairly well. Okay. And that's why they brought him over to fight the Common Rider because, I mean, Shocker has been having a hard time getting anywhere in Japan because they've been fighting Common Rider, stopping them at every moment. Uh, so it's not Palmon? <laughs> no, it's not Palmon. It's Stingmon. <laughs> it's Stingmon. <laughs> Bringing that back up. Yeah. Uh, and so he's attacking with uh, his 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 what his plan is is he's is he has these explosives in the shape of cactus balls okay that he calls mexican flowers oh jeez and if you just barely touch them they go off and explode mm, okay. and he's going to blow up a dam somewhere in japan it doesn't go well <laughs> okay but yeah i've i've been enjoying that because of its absolute ridiculousness <laughs> but it's also fun yeah. that's the thing uh, also, I have been watching, uh, and it just went right out my head. I watched something this week, and I can't remember what it is. Hang on. Let me check Backlog Golf, because <laughs> it would have been done there. Oh, I did mention this, I think, on the last episode, but I am watching... Firefly for the first time. Yeah, how's that? I'm enjoying it. It's a different show. I can, to, to some degree, I can see why people like it, mm-hmm. and I can see why Fox cut it <laughs> from that time period. So, yeah, I don't think it really fit network television at the time, if we're being honest. Yeah, but there is that. Uh, gameplay wise, mm-hmm. along with continually jumping back and forth into fourteen and having some fun there, yeah, I have been playing a game I bought a while ago, like over a year ago, but just finally decided, hey, I need to try this since I paid money for it. Uh, a, a fighting game called Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Okay, that's an interesting title. It combines four properties. Uh, one of which I have no idea who it is because I've never heard of it. And apparently the game series it's from has never been released in America. So okay. I kind of feel better about not knowing who it is. The second is Blaze, the Blaze Blue franchise, which has a bunch of games that have made it over here. But I'd never played any of them. The two I actually know are the, act, are the characters from Persona 4 Arena. A fighting game based off the game Persona 4. Okay. And Ruby. Oh, okay. You know, from Rooster Teeth? Yeah. That's something we're going to have to figure out how to review at some point. Right. Because I haven't figured out what the best way to do that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering, I think, if we do it as an animated series, our reviews are going to be longer than the episodes. <laughs> but, and we may do those in groups. I don't know. Anyway, um, I've been playing. That it is ridiculous. It is an easy fighting game. I'll give it that. Yeah. And you do some re- absolutely ridiculous stuff, but I can't explain it any better than that because <laughs> it's confusing and I am nowhere near beating it and I'm probably never going to be anywhere near beating it. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's been what I've been watching and playing. All right. Good deal. What do we got in the news? All right. So uh, this news came out like a couple of days ago. So we're just uh, tell, we're showing we're showing we're telling it now. Uh, Netflix announced that Guillermo del Toro's uh, eagerly anticipated non uh, nonstop 
short stop motion take on Pinocchio has a carved it has carved out a December 2022 release a teaser release which I did watch I would highly recommend going look at it's really, it looks really cool um uh introduced us to narrator Sebastian J Cricket voiced by uh Ewan McGregor uh, who lives in the heart of the beloved puppet. The expected date is to be announced. And so, yeah, we are getting a stop-motion uh, Pinocchio film by the world-famous director, Guillermo del Toro. I have a feeling it's going to be very dark and probably closer to what I read the original yeah, story was like. Yeah, oh my like. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this is not going to be the Disney version. This no. is going to be... No. Yeah, we're going to kill Jiminy Cricket in the first five minutes. Spoiler alert! <laughs> That's how it is in the book. Oh, I know that. I know that. <laughs> All right, so going to second bit of news. Uh, this one was interesting. I thought I would just bring it up because it was like, uh, okay, it's interesting. All right. A stunning animated comedy fe- uh, featuring, which, is, uh, which they're calling Blazing Samurai, has found a home on Paramount with Paramount Animation. Okay. Uh, it was picked up. Uh, it has the pickup rights from GFM Animation from North uh, for North America and other territories. Uh, it's got one of the directors from The Lion King, and it's got several other people who are worked for the projects. And this will be released on in the U.S. on July January July twenty second. Uh, okay, so if you can't pick up on what the uh, Blazing Samurai. Let me give you one guess. What do you think? That's kind of a. Am I reading this right? Loosely inspired. Yes. By the Mel Brooks 1974 film Blazing Saddles. Yes. Crazily enough, I think just even looking at these pictures. Yeah. I know how this works. Okay. You're aware of uh, the film Seven Samurai, or as we know it over here, Magnificent Seven? Yes. And how literally they took a samurai movie yeah. and made a cowboy movie based on it? Yeah. It's We're taking a cowboy movie, movie and, and turning it into a Japanese samurai movie. movie. That is what's happening here. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> yes, in a heartbeat. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get away with uh, the uh, references to all the Warner Brothers stuff. Like, the... The uh, Bugs Bunny joke about three quarter uh, when the I don't know they're again it's an ad- adaptation it's it's yeah. a, kind of a and not to mention there's some other it's family friendly version of it not to mention there's going to be some jokes that are in there that are no longer considered appropriate <laughs> because of uh, cultural differences between then and now but this will be interesting well also it'd be like the the, the Samuel the, I know I think is now that I'm looking at the cast list I don't even have to read who it is. Michael Sarah obviously going to be playing Gene Wilder's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samuel Jackson, he's the main. He, he's uh, going to be the sheriff. Has to be the equivalent sheriff character. Okay, has to be. Well, let me let me finish my. my Sorry, my, continue. I know you, you you saw it and I was like, I've got to look this up. All you, right, you so, said that and it's like Blazing Samurai. No, <laughs> that wouldn't work. All right, reimagining the racial tension of Mel Brooks' classic Blazing Saddle, the family-friendly adventure follows Hawk, 
uh, voiced by Michael Kura, a lovable mutt with big dreams of becoming a samurai. When he becomes, when he becomes the new, the new, the new sheriff of Coco Machuro, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, he finds that he is a bit over. Um, he's he's bitten off a few people wanting to chew. Uh, the town is in Hebrew sober by uh, is uh, apparently it's swarmed by cats and an overlord uh, voice. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> he and apparently the crazy thing is sorry yeah the I I've looked they've got the poster on here yeah. And it's, of course, it's the big fat cat with the Hello Kitty thing on it. Uh-huh. I know who this is. It's Hongo. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mongo. That's his name. Mongo? He was the big, dumb uh, guy the, the bad guys hired to go kill uh, the main dude. And then uh, the the main dude turned him to his side. <laughs> Could. Yeah, it's possible. There again, this is a family-friendly version of, the, of that movie. Just reversed. Oh, word, this is going to be so dumb. <laughs> but I'm going to love it. <laughs> yeah, apparently be like it's it's going to come out in July 22nd, uh possibly on Paramount Plus. And uh, so Why is there not a trailer for it? I have no idea. So I saw that and I was like, dude, this sounds like a really good I don't care if it's going to be good or not. It sounds like a good concept. <laughs> Hang on. Stupid. Move forward. Move forward to the actual trailer. I know about Rumble. We're doing that soon enough. This is uh, okay. This thing lied to me. It said it was Blazing Samurai, uh-huh. and it is not Blazing Samurai. Of course, it is Rumble. Of course, you liars. Sorry. Continue. Yeah, so, yeah, that'll be coming out in July 22nd. So, uh, most likely it's going to be on uh, Paramount+. Plus. It might go to theaters. We don't know yet. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Let me ask you this question. Have you seen Blazing Saddles? Yes, I saw Blazing Saddles when I was a very young kid. Okay, I just want to make sure, because I don't know where you... I know Mel Brooks is in your line of comedies you actually like. Yeah. But I didn't know if you'd actually seen it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my, my, my dad set us all down and be like, dude, this is a funny film. We may have to Patreon that later on. We'll what? think about it. Blazing Saddles. It's a Patreon Maybe. review. Maybe. Maybe. We are getting ready to do some more of those. Yeah, we're working on those. So if you like hearing us talk about movies, you might check us out on our Patreon. We get you more reviews of the more live action stuff, too. Exactly. Anyway, continue. Yes. So that is all I have for... Uh, news. Then we need to get into the spoiler-free section yes. of our review for Digimon Adventure Try Part 6 Future. Mm-hmm. I will be happy when we are to smaller <laughs> titles. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I have enjoyed Digimon Adventure Try. I've got issues. Yeah. Because who wouldn't have issues? Yeah. Uh, but I am now, <laughs> I'm definitely ready to get to some shorter titles like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> Part two. Electric Boogaloo. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, Digimon Adventure Try Part 6 Future. Uh, this is essentially the boss fight. Pretty much. It, it's like this. 
there, and there is some more intrigue in there dealing with, you know, uh, what happened to Ty. We're in the spoiler-free section, so I can't talk about what happened with, with Ty. Ty. For all you know, those of you who are going to turn us off at the bumpers until you get a chance to watch it, mm-hmm. Ty is dead. Dun, dun, dun. But we'll get more to that in a second. Right. Um, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is the way that the way both the both side stories are handled. I thought were done very well. Uh, it is if you've I'll say this before, just like last time, if you are if you have watched all five parts previous to this and you're debating whether or not you, the sixth part is worth it, just put the stinking disc in <laughs> and watch it. You are this close, and this is like. This makes up for every slow bit in the past five movies or every part that gets annoying. Right. I really do like it this much. Right. Oh, wow. I've got some issues. Okay. Because of course I do. Yeah. And I'm going to be bringing up some stuff, I believe, that I, has been an issue for a while, but I hadn't had a chance to touch on it. Yeah. Primarily because I wanted to see if they'd fix it. Correction. I just looked at my dislikes. I don't have anything like that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sh- there, there are stuff. There's stuff I can t- I could bring up later on. Uh, okay, but yeah, I I have enjoyed this. And I'm this was a good uh, climax, good finish for the uh, saga that we've been going through so far. Yeah. And uh, yeah, okay. What do you What are your thoughts? My thoughts be like it's it's an interesting film. There's parts of it where to use a football analogy. That you I are... don't understand sports analogies. Okay, so for those of you who understand football I'm analogies, joking. I'm being facetious. I kind of do. Okay, so you're at your another movie. Anyway, you're at the end of the fourth quarter. You're up by two. You have the ball. You're on your own fifteen, and the coach says, "Spike it." The coach says, "Take a knee. Be like the game's over." And so your quarterback gets a little cocky. He's like, "You know what? I'm going to throw it." So the quarterback be like, says hike, be like, game goes in motion. The quarterback throws the ball and he drops it <laughs> just slightly. He drops it and then it gets picked up and it goes all the way down the other side of the field. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. So like this, I mean, like it's there I mean, again. for me, the way this, if I was going to compare all six movies yeah. to the football analogy. Yeah. First three movies were the first half. Okay. Obviously. I mean, right. it's half, half. Uh, parts four and five were all the third quarter, you know, where yeah. the band gets up and leaves. So you don't have them accenting the game because they're, because they, they're doing their rest. Nothing's really on the, on the, uh, no, no, nothing's going bad or no, nothing's like pressure. There's no pressure at this point. Right. Cause you're just past halftime, but you're not to the end of the game yet where all you're going to be laying all the pressure on. Yeah. This movie is the entire last quarter. I would agree with you. I completely agree with you. With a slight botch at the end. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> a slight botch in the way the film ends. It annoys me. Yeah. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So yeah, I, I kind of I kind of view this this movie, this franchise movie series is very much it's got some good rhythm, good rhythm, good rhythm, good rhythm. You get to the you get to the fourth quarter. It's got a lot of really good rhythm, and it kind of drops it at the end a little bit. 
almost the, the, almost like okay, we we're setting up for Digimon Adventure Quad if that ever happens. Okay, because you obviously well no spoilers. We're not going into spoilers. Yes, no spoilers. We'll complain about that in dislikes. Yes. All right. So yeah, Bill, I enjoy it. It does have problems. It does have problems here and there, and it it there again it drops the ball here and there, and uh, it's it's how do I describe this? To like eating pie, but someone grabbed the last slice, and you're slightly disappointed that someone grabs the last slice, and you did. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yeah, that's or, that's my spoiler free thought. Actually, it's more like you're having uh, pie a la mode. You were waiting patiently for, for the pie, but you waited so long they ate up all the ice cream. Pretty much. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. it's You're expecting pie with ice cream, but all the ice cream's gone. Yeah. That's kind of how this goes. Right. It's not bad. No one will say this is bad. No, it's not bad. It just could have been better. Yeah, it could have been better. Anyways. Anyway, are you ready to jump into the bumpers and, t- and get into this thing? Right. All right. So join us on the other side, and we will get to spoiling. Don't forget that you can download... Download? Don't forget that you can't... Uh, don't forget that you can... Listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At, at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And at our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for and you can get commentaries from different movies so come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially each week on stunning and brave hosts Chris Cowan of the Babylon Bee and Nate Henderson of some boring budgeting job confess their privilege spotlight stunning social media posts and fabricate outrage all while keeping you super woke and enlightened they will make you laugh. That's right. You have no choice. Check out Stunning and Brave at stunningandbrave.net. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, <laughs> who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. Following is a spoiler-filled review for Digimon Adventure Tri-Part 6 Future. If you don't want to be spoiled, you should... You know, I really don't like this. I'm trying to do Digimon is back again, but it does not work. You know what? Forget it. I'm going back to Butterfly.
<clears throat> the following is a spoiler-filled review for Digimon Part 6 Future. If you don't want to be spoiled, you should turn us off right now. Digimon Adventure Try Part 6 Future was directed, written, created by, and acted out by the same people who written, created, directed, and acted in the last five movies. So if you want to find out who they are, listen to our previous episodes. Same with Kingdom Hearts connections. It's the same connections throughout the whole six of these. So, yeah. That's that. All right. What's in info and stuff? All right. Info and stuff. Uh, same verse. More is the first. Exactly. Uh, so IMDW, this movie has a 3.5 out of 10. Uh, it was released in Japan on May 5th, 2018. And in November, on September, tw- September 20th, of that same year. It, let's see. It was released on region free DVD and Blu-ray in Japan in June 2nd of 2018 in the UK. December 2nd of that same year. In the US, it was it was released in no, December 4th of 2018. Uh, all the films were streamed... Episodic, episodically, yeah, episodically, Epis, yeah, yeah, episodically. Thank there you. you. <laughs> Format outside of Japan on Crunchyroll, Hulu, Anime Lab, Tubi TV, while Eighteen Arts and Chuff Factory distributed distributed the English language version of the films. And apparently the episodic version of these films all used uh, Digimon are back again for the theme song. Really? With a different cut, with a edited versions of the previous films to serve as the uh, video for the intro, for the theme. Gotcha. We only got to hear Digimon are back again for the first two. Very true. Anyway. Yeah. Getting into the summary. Believing that Ty is dead, the Digi-Destined return to the real world. Meanwhile, Ty and the injured Nishijima wake up in a facility. Nishijima reveals that Davis, Ken, Yoli, and Cody are in cryostasis and were captured after discovering King Drazel's plan. Jedi appears and stops the life support system, forcing Ty to choose between escaping with the others or saving Nishijima. After Ty enters one of the capsules, the dying Nishijima sends them back to the real world before the facility explodes. And we'll never hear from him again. With Kari still in shock and TK tending to her, the other Digidestined fight or Denimon, but are defeated. Hackmon informs them of homeostasis's intent to reboot all digital technology in the real world to stop Ordenimon. I'm just going to say right here, that is not how it sounded in the film, what that was going to happen. Right. It sounded like they were going to reboot the whole world. Exactly. However, it would cripple all man-made infrastructure. Of course it would. The whole world would be rebooted. Refusing to give up, Matt and the others have Mako lure Ordenimon to the sea and confront her again, but to no avail. Kari overcomes her trauma and has a vision of Gatomon inside Ordenimon, who reveals that all light resides in Mekumon. That is uh, some rhyming right there. Uh, guided by Kari's vision, Izzy discovers that memories from all the Digimon have a backup stored inside Mekumon, which explains why her memories are intact. Mako unlocks the sealed memories inside Mekumon, restoring the lost memories and extracting Gatomon from Ordenimon. The reboot of the real world is halted by Hackmon. However, King Drazel floods Ordenimon with corrupted data. Ty rejoins the others as they reluctantly digivolve their partner Digimon. 
During the course of the battle, Mako's Digivice awakens Omnimon's merciful mode. Omnimon destroys Ordenimon, because that sounds merciful, deleting Makumon in the process. Jedi leaves through a digital distortion after King Drazel's plans are thwarted. More on that later. Mm-hmm. With both worlds restored, Mako returns to Totori. I'm assuming that's what I was calling Osaka, Georgia last week. Yeah. And and homeostasis shuts down King Drazel. Izzy begins work on a gate that would allow traversal between worlds without D3s. That's the second season Digivices for those who don't know. Three months later on Christmas Eve, Ty converses with Mako on the phone and Agumon interrupts by declaring that they will always be friends. I did not have any additional trivia for this episode. All right. Why don't you start? All right. So my first one is going to be the the most obvious one in this film. And I was like, really? Uh, I, I originally put this as my number three, but I put it on number one because it was more like, okay, movie, you're fooling nobody. <laughs> the The fact to be like, the, the fact to be like, okay, Ty disappears into the earth. And we're supposed to assume that, oh my gosh, he died. Well, I'm and I'm thinking it's like, okay, no. They're like, no, they didn't kill Ty off. They couldn't kill Ty off because Kai ties the main Ty is the main character. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was interesting. They were trying to pull this big wool over our eyes, which obviously if you're a fan of Digimon, obviously you can't kill the guy with goggles. <laughs> well But he didn't have the goggles. He didn't have the goggles. <laughs> that is true. Hold on. Let me start over. <laughs> no, no. Continue where you are because you're actually making good some good points. Yeah, it was just the the idea that the movie was trying to uh, give the notion that Ty had died, and obviously you can't kill the main character off. Yeah, be like Digimon wouldn't do that. I, I know some. I know some other franchises well, would probably do that. You say that, but they do make some sacrifices later in the film. I was not expecting. Yeah, not any of the not any of the characters from the show, the, the original show. Yeah, I'll give you that as well. But yeah, so yeah, it was this 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 idea that they you know they were they they killed off Ty, and obviously no, that didn't happen. So I thought that was a very good ploy that you know they 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 led our characters, they led our audience uh, who are prop maybe. Maybe some of the viewers who had were not as fluent with Digimon, I don't know. Or is okay, it was it was a it was a good ploy to leave Ty out of the show, out of the out of part six for a while. I thought Well, it, was, it made a lot of sense to leave him out of part six for a good portion of yeah. it. And they did need somebody to go save season two. Agreed. Agreed. So yeah, that's my that's my the 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 movie thought they could pull the wool over our eyes, believing that Ty had died. Ah, bravo! And they failed miserably. They failed miserably. <laughs> they did. Uh, that's the thing is they really didn't hide it from us. No, they because didn't. they it's, it's not what 15, 20 minutes where we see the, Ty and Nishijima wake up in yeah. the uh, in the facility wherever yeah. the facility is. So I mean, it's like. And the only reason it took that long is because they were establishing what the other characters were doing during that time. Right. Uh, so they literally let us know like fairly quickly that they were alive. But once that scene is done, yeah, I mean, they just don't have, they, they don't even pay attention to Ty. Cause I mean, you do get one point where they say, Hey, the season two, did you they just showed up at a hospital? 
And I'm thinking, okay, that means Ty made it back too. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, it's and, I, and you look down at your watch and you go, okay, there's 45 minutes left in the movie, and he doesn't show up for 40 uh-huh. <laughs> of those minutes. Right. It's like, well, not 40. It's a little, it's a little bit better, better than that. But it's like he's out of the movie for a long time. Yeah. Because I'm assuming he must be running from the hospital to the giant uh, Evangelion monster in the middle of the bay. Well, no, because we do see his capsule. It floats up on the, the shore. Yeah, but he's still like far away enough that he it's probably, probably had to run all that way to catch up with yeah, him. Yeah, probably. He's not like he's hiding in the bushes. Right. But anyway, continue. Yeah. I thought it was a good tactic that they took Ty out of the film for a, for a good chunk of the film to let the the other Digidestin kind of grieve the possible loss of their leader and Matt having to take up the mantle. Uh, I thought that was a very good tactic. I thought it was a very good kind of diversionary tactic. That's a better word, diversionary tactic. And I... Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that diver, that slight diversion, give our characters more more leeway to be more them not not themselves but to press on press on to try to defeat Dominimon I want to say Dominimon or Dinimon or Dinimon or Dinimon thank you um the way i remember it is cuz i keep thinking it's saying ordinary mon yeah or even Dinimon. though it's less than ordinary <laughs> yeah or Dinimon but i i thought that was a really good ploy even though you're not fooling anybody movie <laughs> But yeah, I thought that was my, that was my, I converted my third to my first. So yeah, that was, that was my first like, what about you? So my first like, I'm, I'm actually move, rearranging some stuff also because I kind of just wrote these down in the, the order they occurred to me. Right. I'm going with number two for my, my number twos first as mm-hmm. my number one. Not that you all need to know any of that. Nishijima's Sacrifice. Okay. Here's the thing. Nishijima is a character I liked. Yeah. He's the only one that's of the shady government organization that was actually supporting our characters. Right. And admittedly, as soon as they wake up in the facility, you know he's not leaving the facility because he's already injured so badly. I mean, Digimon does not show blood that often. No. This and movie- he's covered in it. So it's like... He's got oh, abdomen injury. <laughs> you are dead, dying, and you are going to live out past this scene. So you're about to make some heroic sacrifice. Uh-huh. And how are you going to do it? You're going to tell Ty. You're going to lie to Ty and tell him, hey, go check the thing in the capsule. So uh, that's the only way we're going to be able to get him out of here. And he runs over there and closes the castle. Uh, yeah, you're going to survive longer than me. And plus, you've got a Digimon waiting for you. I don't. Bye. <laughs> Not quite that like no. that. But this is also after uh, the Digimon Emperor version of Jedi comes in and taunts them. Yeah. For like a couple minutes. Says, yeah, there's only one thing back. You'll have to choose who is going back. And the other one will have to stay in the facility and get blown up. It's like the guy who's dying is the one yeah, who's that's ob- blown that's up. Obvious. That's, that's obvious. <laughs> I mean, especially when the guy who's dying is was introduced this season essentially this season mm-hmm. and he's obviously not a major character because even though he's been our only supporting character yeah. he's only in like maybe a, a fifth of the of the entire thing total 
Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's a support character. He's a support character, and they, you got this choice. You got you either the guy who's bleeding to death who doesn't have a Digimon, or the kid who's perfectly healthy and can actually do some good, who's got a Digimon waiting for him. Who is going to be? Yeah. Now, granted, Ty would have taken uh, Nishijima with him if he could. Yeah. But they didn't have a way to do that. So, and admittedly, that's just how the writers wrote it. But yeah, I liked the way Nishiji. I liked the fact that they actually sat when they actually did sacrifice. Yeah. I say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like this character sacrifice. Yeah. I'll put it that way I would because agree with this you is that. a noble sacrifice. Yeah. Him putting Ty before himself to stick it to Dark Jenny Jedi Emperor guy. I'm sorry, I still hate this character of our of our quote unquote main villain. Yeah, I know King Drazel is our real main villain. Yeah, but he's not in these. He's yeah, just he's... talked about. Yeah, so I really feel no threat from him now. Right. Our our actual villain, Digi Jedi. Yeah. We'll call him now. Yeah. <laughs> Digi Dark Jedi. He's a threat and he's creepy and I hate him and I and he's a mustache twirler villain so I kind I'm kind of okay with it but right. I'll get more on that in a minute. All right. All right. So my second like uh would be the Kari and Mako's vision of where Kari sees Gatomon and I love that scene where it's just more like those two intimate char- scenes with this character. And definitely when you have Mekuman and Meku, their final scene together, where it was like, it was like, so like, I don't remember if it had dialogue in it. Did it have dialogue? I don't remember. If it did, it was stuff from that time period that yeah. was not really meant as a, not meant to, tell you anything other than this is what's going on in the scene. Yeah. More than likely, I think it was silent. It has been over a week since I watched this. Yeah. Admittedly. Yeah. So, uh, I enjoyed it because there again, it didn't use a lot of dialogue. Definitely when you saw Mikuman, you know, uh, vocal, uh, vocalized what I was hearing saying Din Din. And I was like, yeah, it was Don really Don. Don Don. Thank you. Don Don. I always thought it was Din Din, but it's Don Don. It's Don Don. That's how they say it in Osaka, Georgia. Osaka, <laughs> Georgia. Uh, so yeah, you know, when it says Don Don, when you see the character do that, it's just like, it was really touching. It was kind of a, it was a heart. It was a, like a, it, it pulled at your heartstrings a little bit. And I was like, Oh, that, that it's like, ow. And yeah, I'll get into a lot of that later in my dislikes, but yeah, ow, it was, it was so well done. Yeah. But yeah, that's my second, second like. I have a feeling we have the same dislike. <laughs> Maybe. What's your um, second? My second is the epic ending, which is like the last half of the movie. That is true. <laughs> I mean, once uh, I, I first off, you got the first Digi fight against uh, Ordenimon. See, I can't mm. even think of the yeah, Ordenimon. Yeah, uh, and you've got all of them attacking Ordenimon, except for Agumon because Agumon can't digivolve, so he's on the sidelines cheering his heart out. Yeah. But at the same time, I and I forgot this until one point. Uh, Tentomon and Izzy aren't in this fight either. No, they're not. And neither is Kari and Gatomon. Well, Gatomon obviously. Actually, yeah, Gatomon. Gatomon actually of... is there. She's, <laughs> she's part of Ordenimon and Patamon and. 
TK yeah. are not there. Yeah. Because they're taking care of Kari. And I, about halfway through the fight, I for, I realized, wait, this is not our full force. No, it's not. Three quarters of the team are missing. A quarter of the team's missing. Yeah. They can't, no wonder this is not going good. Cause we're obviously going to need everybody for this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and of course you've got Matt who's been wearing the goggles this whole yeah. time, but he's much like Ty was. And this is a point I want to bring yeah. up. Ty and Matt, when they've, Worn the goggles yeah. when they're not wearing them on their eyes to see the digi tr- lines, whatever yeah. that stuff is, the signals. They always wear them around their necks, right? And it did not occur to me until a specific moment in this film that I'm about to get to, yeah, that that's what was going on because Matt obviously could not wear them correctly because he never felt himself the leader of the group, right? Ty wasn't feeling like he was the leader of the group throughout most of the series. True. He knew he was. That's why he had the goggles, but he never felt like he was actually, he, he never really stepped up to the plate mm-hmm. until Ty shows back up. Mm-hmm. Matt gives him the goggles back and, and T and Ty puts the goggles on the correct way with them sitting above the eyes. Yeah. Just like his character model was. And it's at that point I went, how did I miss that? That he's not been wearing them correctly. I guess in my mind, what I was thinking is, okay, Ty's older now. Mm. He's not a kid. He's not going to wear them on his head like he did as a kid. Yeah. Like Davis did. Like uh, all the other Digi uh, pro- main protagonists in the yeah. other seven. How many series is it? Uh, Tamers, Frontiers, Data Squad. Uh, Fusion. Fusion. And there's a few others. Let's say four. Yeah. Four seems about right uh, before try. So I, I, and this did not occur to me. He hadn't, he was not doing that. So that was a nice visual metaphor yeah. for the fact that he may not have been where, uh, been where he needed to be as a leader up until this point. Yeah. But now he is. And that's when things start finally going right. When he's right. finally stepping up to be the leader he's supposed to be. Right. And then you get everyone transforming and then everyone getting their memories back. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, okay. You get the little red laser beams going through and hitting everybody in the forehead, Uh which makes me think of snipers. But anyway, (laughs) it's like, okay, that's cool. So uh, we're, you know, and by this time we got Gatumon had been expelled. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, well, if they crack this, that means she's uh, make home, uh, or Denimon's going to transform back into Mako, and uh-huh. you know this this thing's going to be about over. How much time is left in this? Twenty minutes. Crap! <laughs> this is not go- to, to quote uh, Luke Skywalker. This is not going the way I think. <laughs> not going to go the way you think. Right. And so King Drazel somehow is filling her with dark data. Somehow. Somehow. And it, and the thing is with with the logic of Digimon, it's close enough. I can forgive it because right. I've seen stupider. Right. <laughs> so okay, that's how he's healing her now that half of Meikumon, half of a of a blah, 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 or Denimon is not there anymore. It's now being filled up with evil data. Yeah. Dark data, however, whatever that is. And so they of course have to go full bore and bring out Omnimon merciful mode. Yeah. The most merciless. Pokemon, uh, Digimon, I nearly skipped. <laughs> you nearly did it. Nearly did it. <laughs> it's the most time merciless Digimon in the show. 
And it, and the reason I say that's because it didn't get activated until Mako activated it, which means she, in some ways, had to already give up her friend because Mekumon dies at the end of this stupid film. <laughs> More on that later. But the rest of that is epic yes, in the, in the big fight. And it's like, yes. This is what I signed on for. Yes. It took us six movies to get here, even though we had good fights up to this point. Right. But this is what I'm. This is what. This is why I plugged in future immediately after oh, coexistence yeah. went off because it's like, dude, it's crap's about to go down. Uh, exactly, and it did. <laughs> Agreed. Not the way I wanted it to. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, that's my second like. Okay. So my third like kind of blend, kind of takes two different elements, but they kind of fit together. You have Matt dons the doggles because obviously he gives Matt, you know, his, uh, TK is he's MIA, he's missing in action. Ty, Ty, that's what I'm, TK's not missing. Ty, in that's what I meant to say. Well, he TK, TK, TK is, is missing in action he part is, of this but, film, but he is that's because he's taking care of Kari. That is right. Because they're in love. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. Yeah. I have to say that because I don't remember much of season two. Right. And if a relationship was going to happen, it's that's very where heavily, it was. It's very heavily implied. Very well, no heavily. kidding. They're the, they're the group from season one who's leading season or helping out in season two. Of course, they're love interests. Right. It's a Tommy Kimberly situation. Very true. Very true. Uh, so... I just broke Matt. your mind with yes, that, didn't I? No, you didn't break it. You just, you, I mean, a lot of concentration went somewhere else. I brought in Power Rangers. You got confused. <laughs> I got distracted, not confused. True. Distracted. True, true, true. I'll give you that. You were distracted. I was distracted. So, so Matt now dons the goggles. Ever since Ty is MIR presumed dead. So, the idea that, like, he. Yeah, he takes on the responsibility of being the leader of the DG Destin, but that very intimate scene where he's out on the the uh, the patio with uh, Gabumon, mm-hmm. and it's just basically Matt breaks down. It's just like, hey, be like, be like this, be like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, be like I- I'm not the leader that Ty is, and it's just uh, uh, Gabumon being Gabumon. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's gonna be okay. Be like, I believe yeah. in you. And it was, it was really touching to see, you know, big tough. Be like, I get mad about everything. Matt break down about something. I was like, wow, that was amazing. And I thought that was a very good scene. Well, when it was you very th- well executed. When you think about it, the fact that Matt gives gives up leadership. Oh yeah, for Ty to yeah. have it. The fact that Matt knows that Ty is be- a better leader than he is mm-hmm. and is not afraid I've never been afraid about it yeah as far as i know they may have been a fight maybe in the first in the beginning of the first season because mm. i can see matt doing that when, yeah. before he actually knows who ty is and before they've actually had to work as a team before right but the fact that the fact that matt has never after at least after that point as far as i know ever complained about it and and accepted it i think is a testament to his character to the fact that when you get to that point where yeah. he has had to take up he realizes this is, I may be a good second in command, but I am, do not have the mantle of leadership here. Yeah. And the only reason he would he even be considered second in command is because he's the other half of Omnimon. True. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was very, very well executed. The fact to be like you're, you have a character that's, he's placed the burden of leadership on himself, but 
deep down he knows he's 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 not the man for the job. Yeah. And so be like he has that confidence in his his Digimon. And then you get to the hilarious point where all the other Digimon are watching them through the window. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna beat every one yeah. of you. Yeah, it's like, oh, isn't that sweet? I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. Of course Agumon's hungry. Yes. But yeah, that was that was an amazing scene, kind of tying in with this, I wanted to make like a two-parter third part because it just was great because Drew brought his that up in the third part. His third like was the ending. I haven't, I haven't brought up my third like yet. Oh, you that haven't? That's my first like that I brought up the ending. The second like I brought up the ending. Yeah, that's right. Your second ending. My, my mistake. You're fine. His, his second ending. We're doing it a little out of order. Yes, so you're we good. are. We are. So the fact would be like you have this grand conclusion of... um. Omnimon merciful mode. The most merciless Digimon. Exactly. <laughs> and the movie doesn't end with a happy ending. I mean, like, yeah, everybody gets back, but Mikumon was destroyed. I'll get to that in uh, yes. a minute. Oh, yes, I, I do. And it's just I mean, like it's 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 one of those where you think, oh my gosh, everything's gonna turn out right. Everything's gonna turn out great. There literally was no reason that could yes, exactly. Anyway. Oh, I I agree with you there, and I'll get to that in a minute. So will I. In fact, yes. I have a feeling we'll be tag teaming our first. Assignments. Probably, probably. Uh, so yeah, the, the fact that like Mikumon is gone now, there is at the very end of yeah. There, there, there's 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 a sound, but we're not really giving okay. clarification of, what that is officially because I was I, this is the only bit of trivia I found, and I could, didn't want to say it there. Yeah. The sound of the digi egg hatching yeah. after the credits mm. is supposed to be signifying that Mekumon is has been reborn. Yeah, without the Apoclemon data. Yeah, I but, believe that in Digimon Adventure Quad <laughs> or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, the only problem is and they, they bring the, and they bring them all back together, and we finally get some decent Mako Mekumon action. Mekumon action. You're right. Yeah, the the only problem is that would break canon of what they've talked about. The fact to be like if Digimon dies as a digital world, he can't be reborn, or he be like uh, a Digimon can be reborn, but it's not the same Digimon anymore. I I'm, follow I'm, you there, right? Let's bring in. I'm gonna throw in a possibility. Okay, it obviously is not the same Digimon that was no. before because the Makumon from before contained data from Apoclemon. Okay. That would have changed the makeup of this you uh, know, of Mekumon. Right. There's nothing saying that homeostasis, if it was a nice computer for once, <laughs> couldn't just port over the memories. I agree. Because obviously Mekumon had the had an ability to store memories. Yeah. And more than likely. Okay, here's the other thing. The the other Digimon were rebooted. Right. They, while they did not have their old memories, mm -hmm. they remembered their kids. Not exactly. They knew to trust them. The only one that fought was Beomon. Yeah. And I pointed out that part of that is because right before the reboot, Beomon was already berating Sora for not standing up for herself. herself. Agreed. And that would that persisted through the reboot because mm -hmm. that was the general feeling Beomon was feeling at the time mm -hmm. and was cooping up there's nothing to saying at that last minute we already know in the last mo in Mekumon's last moments she was feeling grateful for Mako yeah because she showed up 
mm-hmm. for like five seconds before the delete finally went through. Yeah. There's nothing saying she reboots. She may not remember Mako. Yeah, but there's that. But she's going to know she's missing somebody. She needs to find somebody. Yeah. And something's going to ha- would of course happen for Mako, for Makuman and Mako to team back up. Especially if Izzy figures out how to get back to the digital world. Right. Sans distortions and portals and gates and other things. Right. So yeah, that is my my third like. What is yours? My third like. Well, you remember my fourth in the fourth movie, one of my favorite likes was about the themes, the use of the theme song. Mm-hmm. That was the theme song as sung by the original artist. In fact, it's the original theme song, hmm. the original recording of the theme song. I double checked all this. It's not the tri version. Really? Because this is the tri version hmm. that we get at the end of this. And it's not just sung by, uh, it, it's sung by, uh, the two people who've been singing all the insert songs for this. Yeah. Plus, all the Japanese voice actors and actresses. Really? It shifts back and forth between all of them. Huh. Singing different verses, including uh, Mako. Gets, really? Now, now the, the Digimon don't get anything. It's just the Digidestin. Yeah. In fact, it's credited as, uh, uh, to the Digidestin, along with these other two people. So the fact that we got... The fact that they... That made me happy when that part sang, especially because the entire time you're that they're singing... You're singing. You're in the video part. You're actually mm-hmm. seeing, you know, them, uh, uh, kind of an epilogue of sorts. Even though that you can't, you can't hear anyone talking because the music is going. Exactly. But you kind of get to see a couple, couple scenes. But uh, you, you're seeing that while the original Japanese voice actors are singing "Butterfly." Yeah. Um, no, that would not have worked with the English actor singing it because that doesn't have the same impact as, I don't know. It has a better impact with the Japanese characters. And plus I have no idea if any of the English voice actors can sing <laughs> except Johnny Young Bosch. I think I have heard Johnny Young Bosch sing, mm-hmm. but anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, butter hearing butterfly by the original Japanese cast as the ending thing for this, I thought was the perfect, uh, not yeah on the bow of this movie and of all of Did You Want Adventure Try yeah so yeah that's my third and final like for this okay you got anything before we jump into dislikes uh no let's just jump into it uh so my first dislike is apparently Gatomon has Digi Armor and poor Mekumon and Meku <laughs> okay so let's point this out uh let's go ahead and point out the reason Gatomon was able to survive the deletion is because she wasn't in Ordenimon when Ordenimon got defeated. That's why she's got plot armor. That's true. But also let, let me, let me try to explain this a little better that the, the only the, because obviously you can't kill off a main character in a movie. Obviously. Obviously and, you can't do that. And as much as we hate to say it, even though they are more major characters in this film, both Mekunmon and Mako are essentially side characters. They're more important than Nishijima. Or what's her face, whose name I've completely forgotten now, from the last <laughs> five movies? Because she drowned the dark ocean. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's the fate when you when you've decided to when the, when the writers forget what to do with you, you just, your character just gets forgotten. You you go you go crazy and drown. Yes, <laughs> thankfully as Christians we know we're not forgotten by the author. 
which is exactly. God. Exactly. Anyway, continue. Anyways, there's, so, there's your Christian message for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the fact that be like God Oman, be like God Oman, probably, probably second, maybe it's a good time, which where God Oman is favorite uh, movie cat. Mm-hmm. Um, because the movie that we're doing this year, I th- think it's that's a close one. That's a close one. Well, I mean, you still got Gigi up there. So. Yeah, Gigi's a very high tier cat. Yes, but um, it's a, so to explain my title of Gatoman has. If you Digi wake armor. up in the morning and you see a white cat, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, good one. Sorry. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but going forward, uh, okay. So obviously, you can't kill Gatoman off. So you have to find some way, some mechanism to pull her out of um, or Denimon or Denimon. I think you or Denimon or Denimon. You only have to remember this for another what thirty minutes. <laughs> I will try. I will try. Got, yeah, till we get to the end of the episode. So to to pull you know Godomon out of or Denimon. So be like they 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 very cleverly use the idea that somehow Kari can. You know, since Gatomon, Gatomon can pull her, pull herself out of Ardenimon. Admittedly, we did talk about last episode how uh, Kari has uh, some kind of weird special abilities none of the other Digidestined have. Yeah, she she she's the special. She is the chosen one. She is the chosen one of all. She's of them. not the leader of the group, but she's the chosen one. No, she has the leader of the group's ear. Yeah, that is she, true. She can beat him to high heaven, but <laughs> so the I I found it. Be like, I, I was sad when they actually did kill off Ardenimon. That meaning they would kill Mankunmon. Uh, Mankunmon, and I kept thinking, I was like, "There's a better way to do that." There's so there's so much more. Oh they, yes, I have a, I have a way this will work. Yeah, they, they have, there were so many different ways they could have made this a more. I understand the idea that Meku had Meku a Mekun Meku. Mako and Makuman. Yeah, Meku. Mako. Mako. I know why you're saying that. It's because you're hearing, hearing Mako and Makuman are so close. They are. But it's Meku for Makuman and yeah. Mako yeah. for Mako. Because yeah. there's only one O in Mako while there's two O's in Meku. Yeah. Mako. Once again, you only have to worry about this for another 30 minutes. <laughs> Don't confuse the dog. You'll just tell the entire night. Look, I, I know you're not a big cat guy. <laughs> continue, continue. All right, all right. So there, there are so many different avenues they could have gone down and given uh, Mekumon and Meko, Meku. Close enough. The, the... <laughs> Dilet would like us to move on. Yes, thank you. <laughs> the, there were so many different ways they could have made this... Be like, yeah, I, I I like the idea that it wasn't a happy ending. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. But I'm, yeah, I'm not against the idea that it's not a happy ending. I'm just thinking there is a better way they could have handled this. Yeah, there's so much so many different avenues they could have gone down with without using uh uh King Drazel throwing dark data into her because she's starting to remember everything and the the digi the the original digi digimonitor. Now I've got all their memory back. Like, yay! Which, okay. Which apparently allows them to transform into Omnimon. Wait, Omnimon showed it up in, like, episode four, didn't he? Episode one. I know he was in episode one, but didn't he show up in episode four, mm. too? No, Never mind. Didn't. Never mind. 
Never Apparently, mind. Omnimon requires memories. <laughs> Apparently, it's a it's a, a system requirement. Yeah. So the, there were so many potentials they could have made this more like Mekumon and Meku, just be like made that more instead of oh Meku dies, Mekumon dies, and her she's deleted, deleted as a Digimon would be. And I was I was kind of I was disappointed in that. I was like really, like there were so many avenues you could have gone down. With like the idea, that, like maybe, like possibly they could have like like extracted her outside of uh, Ardenimon or mm-hmm. something like that. Could have done anything like this, but no, you have uh, Omnimon merciful mode. As Drew said, the most um, merciless uh, Digimon ever. It's like, oh, let's just slice her in half. <laughs> okay, I need to jump in here. Okay, because my biggest problem is the fact that if this is truly Omnimon merciful mode. Yeah. Then he should be able to be merciful enough to not kill the character. Exactly. He. So I was doing crazy research. I know. Research, going to wikis and looking at Digimon wikis, trying to figure out what's wrong with this. And I I saw that, you know, technically Ordenimon was a virus type and Omnimon is a vaccine type. I don't know what any of that means. I'm assuming good guy, bad guy. Yeah. In reality. Right. What we would call dark digi- a dark digivolution and a normal digivolution. Yeah. I'm guessing. I don't know. But here's the thing. If this is the merciful one, why does it kill the person it attacks? I mean, admittedly, I think the other times Omnimon has shown up, which would be what? The end of uh, Digimon the movie. Yeah. Or not the end of Digimon the movie. Sorry. The end of our war game. Yeah. That's when he showed up. Yeah, which is the second act of Digimon the movie from the three mo- three shorts they su- they merged Frankensteined into yeah. one movie. Yes, if you want to watch, this, yeah, if you want to if you want to watch if you want to listen to that review, that's back in season one. Go back in season one and listen to that. Yeah, so he showed up. There. I'm assuming he must have shown up at the end of season one, also during. Uh, Okay, so has the only other time Omnimon has shown up besides episode one and this movie yeah. was in Digimon the movie. Digimon movie and the return of Diaboromon. Uh, the return, okay, so there was he did fight Diaboromon. When he fought Diaboromon, I'm assuming you've watched it. Mm-hmm. What happened to Diaboromon when he got killed? Or, sorry, got killed. Put quotation marks. Uh, what happened to him? That's what I'm, that's what I'm asking. Because um, in my mind, Merciful Mode should be a stronger version or a better version of Omnimon than just straight Omnimon. Well, uh, to go into that movie, that would be like going into spoilers about that film. Uh, all, I'm return... really, all I'm really asking is that he did Omnimon, Omnimon did Diaboromon get at completely killed? Or did he get like reduced to like baby form? Um, I think it really doesn't. No, he got deleted. He got deleted. He got deleted. Okay, yeah. so. Omnimon deleting Digimon is not a bad deal, but the problem is this is a Digimon we want to, to survive. Yeah. This is a Digimon everybody, all the Digidestined, all yeah. eight, what, eight of them now? Yeah. All of them want Mekumon to survive. Obviously, the seven that fought Diaboromon did not right. want Diaboromon to they, survive. Because Diaboromon wanted to destroy the world. <laughs> right. I mean, they would have preferred Thanks, him Willis. If they could have killed him without killing him. You know, somehow cleansed him. Maybe they'd be fine with that. But Mekumon 
They don't want dead, period. They want Mekumon back. They said that multiple times, times. through the last four movies. <laughs> yeah, even throughout this entire film, even throughout this entire, the six part, the sixth movie, they kept, it was like, oh, Mekumon, uh, like, needs to, needs to die or something like that. So it was always, oh, that's, she was, she was. But that's what Mako said, because Mako was completely lost. This is the first time she's had to deal with the end of the world. Yeah. Strangely enough. <laughs> And she's so she she she's actually so scared about what uh, Mekumon in the form of of Ordenimon is going to do that she would actually rather put Mekumon out of her misery. misery. Yeah, I agree with that. The problem is there was an easy storyline given way this could work without too much rationalization. Okay, what is that? That sword could have cut. Uh, Mekumon from Apoclamon's data or cut the uh, Apoclamon out of there. Sort of, I don't know, healed Mekumon yeah. from the infection. We've been hearing infection the last six movies. Yeah. And they could have healed Mekumon from her infection and that would cause her to de-digivolve down to whatever her baby form is, which right. we never got to see because all the smallest form we ever got to see of her was uh, uh, Mekumon, which mm -hmm. was the champion level, which there's two other ones below that, technically. We never got to see... And I've looked. Well, we, the only Digivolutions we've ever gotten from Mekumon are Mekrakmon and uh, Ragumon, as we kept calling it last mm -hmm. time. Um, so it, it would have been... And that's the other thing. is throughout all the six leaves, we never got to see what Mekumon could do when working with Mako. Right. The only time Mekumon actually got to fight outside of... One time when she attacked somebody as Mekunmon, and that was more out of self-defense than anything else, uh, has been as a villain. Mm -hmm. And she's been taken over by Apoclamon's data. We never got to see her actually be a good guy. And get mm -hmm. to fight as a good guy. Actually be a part of the team. All we really got to see was, yeah, she's a Digidestant. We're accepting her as a friend, because, especially since we're helping Mako, who needs all the help she can get right now because her friend has gone cuckoo for Cuckoo Buffs. Agreed. A, and the, the way this show is written, the Digimon are as, are closer to their to the Digidestant than any other part being in existence could possibly be to them. Agreed. So the loss of one is actually a very big loss. So you don't believe me, look at the lady whose name I never remember. Himikawa. That's yeah, her there name. We go. Look at how Himikawa acted when Tapirmon was completely killed and she couldn't get back to her and she threw her lot in with King Drazel, which put turned this whole thing into motion. Agreed. It's the entire point of this and you at least I will say this from what we see. Mm -hmm. Mako is at least stronger than Himikawa. Yeah. When it comes to the fact that she's fairly certain she's never going to get to see Mekumon again because Mekumon was had to be deleted. Yeah. She is stronger than that, and I appreciate writing a character like that. But good night, don't do this. Yeah, you, I agree. I, I'm not even... You, you could have had her be, like, injured enough that she's going to be out of the fight for a while. Mekumon, I mean. Mm hmm But I don't think she... did the. There's no point in this where I would have thought the character deserved to be sacrificed. Now, granted, I think uh, Nishijima, he was put in a, Ko in a Kobayashi Maru scenario, so he picked, uh, he, he he went with his character, and so in a way, he earned his sacrifice because yeah. that was him being him. Mekumon, the only thing 
that she did that will quote unquote force her to need to be killed was because she was infected by Apocalypse's data. Right. Her being sacrificed had no she, she it was an unearned sacrifice. It was just a almost a merciless killing. Yeah. That's why I'm saying that Omnimon Merciful Mode is the most merciless Digimon because it killed someone who didn't need to be killed. Yeah. There were so many avenues they could have gone down, but they took that Yes. the the make, path the most Mon died for no reason. Pretty much. And that's my problem. Yeah. If you're going to sacrifice a character, it needs to be earned. You need to be able to feel that death. I didn't feel anything here because, A, I don't really know the character outside of her pretty please <laughs> from the fir- from the second episode right. and her going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs for the following four episodes. I never got to know the character. So the fact that she is, they sacrifice her at the end had no impact. Yeah. I'm really, I feel worse for Mako because she's losing one of her, her, her best friends. Yeah. In essence. But I've gotten to know Mako over the course of the past six movies. Right. I don't know her as well as I would like because most of the time it's just her reacting to, you know, she can't find Mekumon. Mm-hmm. But she has character development. Right. Mekumon doesn't. She doesn't even have a. All the Digimon, including Agumon, as much as he just likes to eat, mm-hmm. <laughs> have had character development over these episodes. Yeah. Meikumon didn't. You sacrificed someone with no character development, so it was unearned, and I don't know why I'm supposed to care other than I feel bad for Mako. Yeah. Treat your characters better. That's all I'm saying, especially if you plan to sacrifice them by the end of it. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, your second dislike. Now that I've ranted about sacrifice... <laughs> All right, so here's a question, and I, I thought this movie kind of dropped, you know, dropped the ball again on this. So in the first movie, first movie, first few episodes, we have Omegamon. Yeah, yeah, Omegamon shows up. He's a big baddie from never, the first. I mean, no, actually, it was Alphamon. Alphamon. I'm gonna say Alphamon. My apologies, Alphamon. Uh, Omegamon. I don't know where I got Omegamon from. Because it would have made sense for there to be an Omegamon when you had Alphamon. Yeah, that's true. Especially when I can't figure out by looking at Alphamon why he's called Alphamon. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Alpha, Omega. <laughs> if there was an Omega, I would have accepted it. Well, t- uh, but I, th- I think in the original Japanese would be like Omnimon was called uh, Alphamon. Or Omegamon, Omegamon. probably. Omegamon. That could be... True. There I'm again, gonna, I, I could be mistaken in that. But, I will double check while you're talking. Yeah. But what happened to this character? He's 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 our first big baddie we meet. And I think he shows up like once in... Uh, I think he shows up twice. He shows up he's twice. Because he's at the end of episode three fighting Jessmon. Yeah. When they get first get to the digital world. Yeah. And then he pops up like another episode, another part. That's it. Okay. Yes, you are correct that uh, Omnimon, which which is what we know him as in Japanese, he is Omegamon. Yeah. So okay, at that point, I will accept it. The problem is they never actually really build on that that mm. they're opposites because Omnimon and Alphamon only fight one time. Right. But anyway, I agree. It's just. They, they could have done something with that. I understand they, they wanted to get to, you know, King Drazel. They wanted to get to all these other stuff. Like Drew's pointed out in the past, 
where this movie had so many ideas they wanted to play with, you know, they had so much play, they had so much in the, uh, the sandbox, but when they realized that they're like, Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't have the room. We don't have the time to do this. We kind of cut, we had pair of corners and, um, alpha mon just kind of got chucked to the back corner. That's just, that's yeah. my thought. That's my thought. It would have been nice to bring him back in. Oh yeah. At least. But they, they it had to have been th- nice for Jessmon to actually do something that was helpful for a change. Right. Hackmon, come on, really? <laughs> you, you're just a pain in the butt. At least you did technically stop the world from being rebooted. <laughs> Let's talk about that. That's my next dislike. There you go. Go for it. How's that for a transition? Um, in the English dub, it is not easily explained. What, mm. what they actually mean. They just say they're going to... All they say in the English dub is that they're going to reboot the real world. Okay, mm. I've got questions. Okay. <laughs> now, in the thing we... The summary I read, it did say the digital infrastructure of of the of the real world. So the computers and such. Yeah, computers. Which would have caused, you know, all the infrastructure to collapse. Right. I have a problem with that. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a good way way either. But here's the thing. That's not how the English dub explains it. Yeah. Other than Izzy going crazy. It's like, it's going to destroy everything. It's like, well, no, duh. It's going to be the end of the world if you reboot the real world. Which also brings in other questions. Questions I didn't think about. Yeah. That I could have brought up at any time throughout this. Is the real world made of data in this world? The same way the digital world is. No. Really? Okay. Frontiers seems to think so, since they can combine themselves with data. Well, that's to make true. those for those well, fusion Digimon. Heck, uh, the way we originally got uh, the uh, Metal Garurumon and War Greymon was uh, Angelwomon and Magna Angemon shooting Ty and Matt in the back, so that the power would go through them to Agumon and. Uh, Gabumon to warp digivolve them to those forms. Right. I mean, that sounds like a, how does the data and the fact that the di- humans and the Digimon can be in the same world at the same time and still have all the capabilities they would have in their that own is world. And also you get to think about Digimon Tamers where they, uh, they bio merge, they bio merge yeah. together. Yeah. Like they even do it in the real world. It's like, I, how does that work? I had not thought about this <laughs> yeah. until Hackmon said they're going to reboot the real world. world. And I'm still going, how? <laughs> and what does this mean? <laughs> you say it's going to be um, more dangerous. I'm thinking, no duh, because they're not binary by probably anyone's any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It's biological. It's biological. That means there's probably a two or a three in there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> maybe a DNA strand. Who knows? Maybe it's more a hundred thousand million times more complicated. And somehow whatever homeostasis is can reboot it. What does that mean? Is this going to, I mean, is that mean time's going to restart? And it's going to go all the way back to the Stone Age. That's going to be pretty bad for the digital world, pretty much. Because <laughs> from what we can tell, the digital world comes from the fact that humans made computers in the real world. So why does I mean, by that stretch of the imagination, homeostasis should have been really mad 
that the human world had, was so much stronger than the digital world since the digi world, digital world couldn't exist this whole time unless the human world was... Yeah. Fine. This is the problem uh -huh. with not, A, not structuring your dub correctly, right. translating your dub correctly, and B, having fly-by-your-seat uh, lore when you're trying to come up with continuity because you bring up these stupid questions uh -huh. that you never had to ask. Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, I would not have asked this even had I seen a lot of the rest of them. Because I'm sure there's stuff in Fusion and in Data Squad and some of the other shows that would have brought this to light also. Yeah. If I'd have thought about it too hard. But it may have been just as, you know, so far beneath the surface like it was with Frontiers and a yeah. couple other times that it may have just, you know, I might have sailed past it without realizing it until someone says something stupid like they're going to reboot the real world. Yeah, here's another question. Be like, if King, if uh, King Drizzle is that power, and also that, um, our what's what's that character's name? Uh, uh, the the one who's trying to reboot the real world. Dark Jedi? No. The Digital Emperor? No. Hackmon? I'm fishing here. Come on. <laughs> I've named everyone who talked about it. Homeostasis. 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 Thank you. Okay. So homeostasis is going to rebuild the real world. Okay, one, what kind of power does he have? I mean, like what kind of what kind of omnipresent kind of character can who is a digital character in a digital world mm -hmm. can reboot all the digital all of creation. All of creation. All the digital world, all of the real world, probably the dep the depression ocean. The dark the ocean, ocean, whatever the quantum sea, the what, quantum sea, all the other terms we found for that stupid area, uh, and probably they can reboot all of it because I'm guessing homeostasis is in reality the writer's computer, probably, <laughs> and that's too meta for this series. <laughs> I'm sorry, agreed. But in the in that same era, be like homeostasis is be like I the way I understood it, the way I understood it that homeostasis would reboot all the computers he would reboot everything and that's what that thing said and i'm assuming in the japanese version yeah that is pretty much what's being said it's just when they tried to transliterate it into english mm -hmm. where it would work with the mouse the mouse mouth flaps. mouse flaps the mouth flaps actually that's even stupider because hackman never opens his mouth when he talks they didn't have to match a cotton picking thing <laughs> that is true they could have found a way to word it where he could have said, reboot the human's computers. Look yeah. how easy that was to say. <laughs> and that may have fixed what your problem here. Yeah, that would still cause the infrastructure problems they bring up. Right. But it's not as crazy out there as like you're going to reboot the entire world. Yeah. So be like, obviously be like, if you have a computer, you had to reboot it, right? Yes. Be like, okay. I had to reboot this one today. Yeah. Thank, so, I don't have to reboot Deedlet, thankfully, because she takes care of herself. And she said if I ever touch anything on her, she'll slap me. How? <laughs> you don't have a body. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> she said not to worry about that. Okay. Okay, Deedlet. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll play nice this time. All right. So going back to my point, the, the idea that, like, okay... The uh, homeostasis is going to reboot, you know, the computers in the world. And Izzy's going nuts over this. Oh, it's going to destroy everything. It's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yeah, it'll it'll shut everything down. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Well, okay. <laughs> let, let me 
Let me jump on Izzy's side for a moment. Okay, jump on Izzy's side for a moment. You remember? Do you do you remember Snowpocalypse? Yes. Okay. You realize we were only thirty seconds, literally thirty seconds, from the Texas power grid being down for three months. I had I had heard about that. Yes. That's a similar thing that would have happened if they had rebooted everything, because every all the equipment, including the generators at the stations, would have gone off. And then had to come back up, and you have to bring the electrical grid up in like Sink? a certain order, yeah, so that you know it doesn't overpower makes sense. and cause everything to shut back down again. Admittedly, I am not an electrical engineer in the slightest. I just know what I heard on Practical Engineering because <laughs> I wa- listen to that, watch that show for some reason on YouTube. Go check them out; awesome show. Anyway. So that's the only really way I can say, like, yeah, there's probably a lot more infrastructure things that we don't realize how it actually works. Right. That would be a pain in the butt if you tried to reboot everything. Yeah. That is the main reason why uh, homeostasis and Hackmon were even hesitant to reboot the real world in the first place. I would agree agree As they put it. Yeah. Because it was more dangerous. Yeah. Anyway. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, just be like, okay, so you're going to shut down the entire computer infrastructure of the world. I was like, okay, there's a thousand questions there. <laughs> like, like you said, be like, there's all these questions that are brought up and like, it's never really answered. It's just and like, how does homeostasis have the ability to reboot every computer in the world at the same time? Yeah. I understand be rebooting the digital world because that's your realm. Yeah. I'd be like, I understand. Be like, How much control does homeostasis have over the real world? How scared should I be? Yeah, exactly. Does homeostasis control since, everything? Since all it wants is, is it uh, balance. <laughs> it, it wants balance and it will do anything it can to get for it. Thankfully, that is not my God. Yeah, uh, Exactly. <laughs> Because boy, you got to be scared half the time when that's if that's your if that's the person controlling your world. Yeah, sounds like another religion. We're not going to go there. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. But uh, so yeah, homeostasis be like Yeek, that's a scary program. Yeah, be like if if it if it has a has a, the littlest problem with something, it's delete stuff <laughs> just because it wants to balance Keep everything every, in balance. balance. I'm thinking, yeah, no. How, and why did you just think of this in the past 30 years when there would have been enough digital world to actually be have to worry about balance with the real world? And another thing with homeostasis, homeostasis. Can, I can't imagine the digital world was anywhere near where it, where, uh, it is now. Right. Until about 1970. Roughly. Roughly. Because that'd be about the time computers were starting to take more and more. I mean, that's around the time you get your first video game cons, your first video games. Right. Is around the 1970s. So, and that's when computers were starting to make their way more into the home and into mm-hmm. businesses. Prior to that, the digital world would have been like maybe the size of CUNY. Pretty to much. use the name of a town nobody but us knows about. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, staying with homeostasis, we learned early on the show, early on in the movie, mind you, that homeostasis believes and knows that um, Mekumon, 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 I confused you with CUNY. You, you did. <laughs> you did. Mekumon um, is a mistake. 
She wasn't meant to be born. There's a lie. Yeah, there's a lie. <laughs> there is no mistakes. There is no mistakes. When it comes to that sort of thing. So there, there again, if, if you had a, a, a godlike character, a godlike being that was like homeostasis that literally judged everybody based because of an error and wanted to correct everything based on that error. Be like, that would be the worst God to serve on the planet. Praise the Lord. We don't have a guy like that. Yes, exactly. Because if we would, we did, we'd have been rebooted a thousand times today. Yeah. More than that. I'm just, I'm actually, that's not even a good estimate. There's what, 7 billion people in the world? Oh, yeah. All making stupid decisions like every second? Oh, yeah. That would have been enough of an error that homeostasis would have caused a reboot? Oh, yeah. 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 That, Thankfully, that's, that, I'm not. That is not our issue. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, homeostasis has a lot of, there's a lot of problems with a bunch of stuff when it comes to. Oh, yeah. A lot of problems. It's like, okay, I, I, I get it how they kind of tied that in with uh, Kari's. Being able to, you know, being spoke, being a vessel. Being the chosen one. Being the chosen one. I get that. That's really cool. But when you have a character who is so powerful that if it detects something that could throw everything out of balance, is willing to destroy everything to correct that error. And I'm going to say this again, like I said last episode. Uh-huh. So many problems that have crept up in this series because that's caused you know things to get to this point mm-hmm. would have been fixed if homeostasis would have spoken plain English to these kids back in episode two when she exactly. showed up. Yes, I agree. Anyway. Anyways, so that is my, I believe, my second dislike? Yes. Yes. Which brings us... Uh, no, that, no, that, I, I said my second dislike, did I start, we did both of them, and, so, and then I came in with, yes, this, no, and then you gave your second dislike, which was, uh, I don't remember what it was now, but it led straight into me being able to talk about rebooting the real world. Yeah. Jacob, what is your third dislike? My third dislike, uh, this goes back to the beginning of our film, the sixth film, where... Matt has taken charge with, you know, with Ty's absence. He's, you know, gone MIA uh, or he's assumed dead. And Matt says, oh, we got to go back to the real world. And I'm thinking in my head, it's like, wait a minute. Kari just lost her brother. And there's no fight whatsoever with anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, Kari's depressed. I get that. But the fact to be like, she's not even putting him a fight. No one's putting him a fight about, be like, oh, we got to find him. We at least got to find his body or something like that. <laughs> like, no Marine in the freaking mind is going to leave a fellow soldier in the wilderness or in the desert, what have you, just because, oh, we got to go to base. You know, we said, oh, we got we to go back. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about Ty's body. We'll come back and find it later. No, let's find Ty's body. What the heck's going on? <laughs> I'm just, uh, just, just, just. I know what you're saying. I know what yeah. you're saying. Problem is, Kari's needing to get safe to somewhere safe. Before oh yeah, so- I, I totally they, get that. And they have a raging Evangelion-style angel on the loose. In, I agree in with you. Downtown Digi Tokyo. Yeah, pretty much. I get that. They have work to do. I completely agree. And they agree don't with you. have time to go save Ty's body because there's only seven of them, uh, six of them 
left who can do anything. Yeah, I agree with you. So anyway, sorry, continue. I, I agree with you. I just I thought it was so weird that, like, definitely Kari, of all people, there again, she just saw her brother, quote-unquote, die, and now Matt is telling we have to leave, thinking that there would be some kind of resistance that Kari wouldn't do it, or she was, like, I, I understand being in depression. I have mild depression. It doesn't define me, but I have it. Um, but it's just the idea that, be like, you're going to leave. Like, I have younger brothers. Say, if I had a, a brother pass away and said, no, we've got to leave, be like, no, I can't leave without him. So that, that's my mindset, being an older, being a sibling, and you had a sibling pass away or they got lost in the woods. And so I'm saying, like, oh, no, we got to leave. No, I've, I've got to find him. So that's coming from a sibling standpoint. I don't okay, care if I'm depressed or not. I gotta go find my brother. Okay, first off, Kari's not just depressed. She's like uber depressed. Yeah. She's not even aware of what's going on around her at this point. I, yeah, I agree. That's why when they do get her back to the real world, she sleeps for like three quarters of the rest of the movie. I agree with you on that. So she's not in any sort of decision-making mode. Matt doesn't want to leave without him because Matt's a, either A, Matt's you know, just really hoping Ty's alive so he doesn't have to lead because Ty right. doesn't, you know, Matt doesn't want to lead. Or B, he's actually scared for his friend. Or C, he really does think he's dead. Or more likely, D, all of the above. Yeah, probably. That's what I, so, I completely agree with. All those. Points. I know. I know. I know what you're saying. Perfect world. They would have gotten. Uh, they would have. All, all of them would have started clawing away at that rock formation before going back. Yeah. Here, here's here's they a didn't bit. have time to do that yeah. and they and crap was about to go down they had to get back oh yeah i completely they agree did with not you. have time i don't care how much you want to save ty right then yeah that's he is more than likely dead and if anyone's gonna know it's the chosen one who apparently can sense her or thinks she can sense her brother's death who just caused uh make uh her own digimon and makumon to merge to form uh, an Evangelion-style angel oh. to go and destroy Digitokyo. <laughs> Very true. I say Digitokyo because I don't know the actual name of the city. <laughs> I'm just assuming it's Tokyo, Odaiva. but it's not. <laughs> the the town they live in it, is Odaiva. Yeah, and, and Mako <laughs> comes from Osaka, Georgia. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> but either way, either way, uh, the here here's an idea what how that could have played out. How it could have, just speculative. How it could have played out is that Kari wanted to, but she passes out. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. She's, you know, she's gone through two months from shock. She passes out. Makes sense. And so be like, maybe be like, she wants to, everybody else wants to, but then you have, um, a Dimimon, a Dimimon. Or Dinimon, yeah. Or Dinimon is advancing in their direction, so they can't go, they can't go forward, they can only go back. Except Ordinimon had already escaped through the portal to go to the real that world before true. the end of coexistence. That is true. That is true. That throws my They had to get back to the real world to fight Ordinimon. Yeah, agreed. Even if they weren't at full capacity, they were the only ones. Because yeah. let's face it, we know the rest of the J Japanese Special Defense Force mm -hmm. could not do jack crap. Agreed. And they can't fight Godzilla. They can't fight a Digimon. Let's be honest. That is true. They'll try, but they won't be able to do it. Yeah, they they, they have a hard, they have a hard time with uh, 
Yeah, they have hard times with those things. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they had to get back because they're the only ones who can save it because they're the heroes and right. they know it. That's how these shows work. Right. As much as they would have loved to take care of Ty right then and there, no matter what shape he's in. Yeah. Unless they knew for certain that there was even a sliver of hope. Yeah. That Ty not only could be saved, uh-huh. but that he'd be ready to get up and go attack Ardenimon right then and there. They didn't have time. Yeah, agree. And let's face it, think about what they actually saw. Yeah. It wasn't just that he fell into a crack. He fell into the crack that immediately mm. came together yeah, like that. That is true, it did. He is a pancake as far as they know. Yeah. Along with Nishijima. Yeah, pretty much. It's, they it's may find... I understand what you're saying. They shouldn't be leaving a fellow soldier behind. Yeah. But they're not soldiers. Agree. They're, they're kids. kids. They're kids. <laughs> they're high school kids. Yeah. And two junior high kids. Yeah. But, and none of them are in their right mind at that moment. Agree. Completely agree. They just know that the only, they just can know that the only thing they can do is the thing they have to do, which is stop or Denimon. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you on and that. And bear in mind, Sora does tell Matt, you can stay here if you want to keep looking. Yeah. I understand. We understand. We'll all understand why. Yeah. And it's Matt who has to say, no, Ty's not here. Somebody has to step up. Agreed. And it's and Matt's going to be the one to step up because that's the kind of person Matt is. Yeah, agreed. he knows he's not leader material like we said before. Yeah, but he's he's, but he's willing to step. He's up. willing to step up, and honestly, nobody else can fill can even get close to filling Ty's shoes than Matt. Right. Agreed. Anyway. Anyways. So yeah, mine was kind of like a mm, kind of a third. <laughs> anyway. All right. So yeah, that's my third. My third dislike. You let Dark Jedi escape. Yeah, I was like, what the fudge, man? <laughs> and it's not even... It's not like they actually say... They they don't chase after him and he escapes in the nick of time like a good evil villain should. It wasn't that. That would have no. been fine. It wasn't... Uh, you know, uh, they had him caught and he somehow escaped. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... Anything good like that. What it was is they're so happy their Digimon are back, sad for Maycoonmon dying, and everything else, that nobody goes after and looks for Dark Jedi. Yeah. So he can just leave at his own pleasure. He he literally stands on a rooftop and says, Mutlogging. Oh, oh well, I didn't go so well. I'll try again next time. Maybe I'll bring up Diaboromon. Hey guys! <laughs> Evil Ken is over here. You need to go take care of him. <laughs> he's going to be an issue. He, there's a, he, he's the reason Digimon Adventure Quad's going to happen now. Because y'all didn't take care of your business. You let the villain escape. You didn't even try. No. Admittedly, you had no way of knowing where he was. But you can't tell me that there wasn't at least some human force that ha- didn't... Would, I mean... The, the military was all over that bay. Yeah. And nobody saw the digital emperor running around? Mm-hmm. Acting like the Joker for crying out loud? Yep, pretty much. Nobody <laughs> saw this? At least have them, someone say, as he's leaving, someone shout, hey you, stop there! And run into the screen while he goes off into his own digital distortion field or whatever. Yeah. Do that. No, it's like, we don't even care he's gone. He's just escaped. We don't care. He's Dark Jedi. Yeah. 
So not only did this character, A, not have a good reason why he's turned evil since he was a good character in the last two seasons he was in. Yeah. Not only did he not have a good beginning, he not only does he not, is he just a uh, mustache twirling bad guy who's yeah. just fun to watch, which is fine in most cases. Right. But that with the fact that he doesn't have a satisfying ending in any way, shape, or form you could do it, that's three strikes. He's a bad villain. Yeah. Because you do nothing from our lit- from a writing standpoint to make him feel like a threat because you are you can tell nobody cares what happens to Dark Jedi. Yeah, he literally just walks off screen, do- it, does his does his dialogue, yes. and just walks off. Obviously saying, Oh yeah, there's another series coming in once we get enough once we get to the the thirtieth, twenty fifth, or thirty thirtieth anniversary movie. Right. We're gonna somehow bring everybody back. It's gonna now be twenty ten. Because this took place in two thousand five. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> I wonder how they're gonna work that since they rebooted Digimon Digital Adventure with whole new characters that changed a lot. Some of the storyline apparently. Yeah. How are you gonna work that in? Who knows. Can you imagine when Digimon Adventure Quad happens and if the, it ever in the, happens, in, if it ever happens, but somewhere deep in the future, and you've got kids who, you know, they love Digimon Adventure. Mm-hmm. They enjoyed. They're ready to see a sequel. They can't believe they've never made a sequel. To this, they pop this in, and this is not the sequel to Digimon Adventure that two from two thousand. <laughs> this is a sequel to Digimon ninety five. Uh huh. And you had to have watched season uh, a whole twenty. Was it a 30? How long is season one? Uh, 20, about 30 episodes. 30 episodes of season one. I'm going to assume about 30 episodes of season two, plus a six-part movie series to understand what's going on. This is getting as bad as the MCU. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Except instead of it being all within like a 10-year period, it's over the course of 30 years. I feel sorry for the future. <laughs> for future Digimon fans, I pray for you. If you find this podcast wanting to know what the crap's going on and should you pay attention in 2030 and just happen to run across this, I'm so sorry for you that you are now having to deal with this. And if we're still recording in 10 years and we're reviewing Digimon Adventure Quad, Drew, what are you doing with your life? Ouch. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, anyway, do we have anything else before we rate this thing? No. All right. Go ahead. Okay, I am actually giving this, believe it or not, after that entire wow. rant for the past three dislikes. Right. I'm actually giving this an eight and a half, eight point five. Whoa! Because okay. this is a fun movie. I agree with and you. It's, it's a, a great wrap-up for Digimon Adventure Try. I agree with you. All my issues with it are because I've enjoyed it so much that the bad parts of it are standing out like sore thumbs in high contrast to what was so good about this. And I would just like to think to have turned out a little bit differently. Right. A little bit more happily, but yeah. That's wow. my thought. Wow. What That's, is your rating? Wow. So that is that is kind of wow. I, I don't know what to say now. I really don't. <laughs> uh there I mean like there again, like I have problems with this this film. Like I said before, the the idea that this movie it, it kind of fumbles at the very kind of fumbles here and mm-hmm. there at the end, but it, it it ends strong. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but it has so many little problems. I enjoyed it so much, but I'm so torn about this film. There, there are so many little problems, and they don't. There's not enough completely connected, or it's 
there, there's there's unanswered questions to a six part movie that concludes this series of films. And I'm like, I loved everything coming to this. It's a great film. Do not get me wrong. This is an amazing film. And I've given every one of these films an eight, mm-hmm. every one of them. I'm like, I don't know. Be like, uh, uh, uh 7.5. 7.5. Yeah. I, I I drop it just because like there's so much like yeah, I, I get they probably ran out of time. They probably ran out of money. Mm-hmm. Possibly. But there was so much of it just like because yeah. <laughs> I actually be like in my my original notes, I had it much lower, but after this review and the, the conversation we've had over this, yeah, it is I mean like yeah, it's still a great movie. It's a great conclusion to the to this franchise, but at the same time, it's just like, what the heck? <laughs> so yes, I'm giving Digimon Adventure Try Future Movie Six seven point five. All righty, that brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Cellcast. All right. So before that, and the end of season three. That is true. That is Even true. Even though I've never, I don't have the seasons marked on the show. But anyway, right. So overall, overall, we oh, fin- yes. we have finished all six films. Mm-hmm. How would you rate the movie overall? Also, what would I rate all six parts yeah. as as one unit? Yeah, I'd give it an eight. Give it an eight. It's a fun journey. Yeah, I have issues with it, of course. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, beginning to end, I think the whole story. For what it is, mm-hmm. is an eight. Yeah, <clears throat> I'll completely agree. It is an eight to me. Like even though movie six does have problems and it does kind of it tears at me a little bit, I still enjoy everything about this film. Uh, I was wrong in a few things here and there, but there again, we're wrong. We like we're human. We are flawed. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. So. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid eight. It's a great, it's a great movie series and highly recommend going to watch it. Okay. So next episode, we're not reviewing a movie. Shocker of shocks. <laughs> it is our third anniversary. Yay. The f- beginning, the fourth year of the cell cast. And so of course, as we always do, Mm-hmm. When we have our anniversary episodes, we're going to be talking about the last year of the Cellcast, plus mm-hmm. looking at trailers for upcoming movies. Yes. So you do want to join us next week for that. Uh, but I do have trivia ah. for next week's episode. Really? And admittedly, I'm going to be the only one off the top of my head who's going to know this because I'm the only one with access to the stats. Ah. So my, my question is, to all the listeners, what is your guess for the most downloaded Cellcast podcast episode Ooh. over the course of this podcast's history? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Ah. You already know what it is. I think so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Join us next week as we, t- as we celebrate our uh, third anniversary, the beginning of our fourth season. And we will catch you then. So in the meantime, I've already kind of messed this up. This has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we will catch you 
in the next frame. This has been prodigious. <laughs> Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh, boy. So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. On Twitter at Jacob Heron. And Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759. Facebook as Drew Dodgen. Uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live-action movies. No, and remember, can't. Cell no, is a single, single L. L. Done.